0: Hello and welcome back to Books on Top of Books podcast. Special shout out to my friend Bookshelves of Lipstick. She has a podcast. It's only on Anchor right now, but we're working on getting it on other places. Her um, podcast is called Bookshelves of Makeup because her podcast is about books and makeup and who... Does not love books and makeup both, and that's a great combination, so go check her out. Listen to her podcast. It's really great. She does a great job. Also, if you don't know what Anchor is, it's a really cool app, and you can either listen to podcasts. It's specifically for podcasts, or you can create your own. It's really simple. You just push record, and you start talking about whatever you want your podcast to be about. You create a name, a profile. It's great. It's so fun. So... Moving on, let's get started on today's book topic. Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. My favorite book in the whole wide world. And who doesn't love a good book about romance and uh, teenage years of disobeying your parents? I mean, who doesn't love a good book about that? And Jane Austen does a perfect job writing it. It's an amazing book. I've read it a million times. I've never been told I had to read it. I just picked it up one day and said, hey, I like this book. The movie with Kira Knightley is really, really good too. So she's also written, Jane Austen has also written Emma, um, Mansfield Park, Persuasion. Oh, uh, let's see. I can't really remember all of them right now. I'm trying to think. Uh, sense and sensibility she's written a lot of books she's passed away now but she is one of the best authors my favorite author so without further ado let's get our summary going so we can start talking about our characters here we go causing immediate excitement among Mrs. Bennet and her five daughters Mr. Bingley a wealthy young gentleman has rented a nearby country estate Netherfield he arrives in town accompanied by his fashionable sister and his good friend Mr. Darcy while Bingley is well-received in the community, Darcy begins his acquaintance with smug condescension and proud distaste for all the country people. Bingley and Jane Bennett begin to grow close despite Miss Bennett's embarrassing interference and the opposition of Bingley's sister, who considers Jane socially inferior. Elizabeth is stung by Darcy's haughty rejection of her at the local dance and decides to match his coldness with her own wit. Whoa. Pause right there. Ladies... We can all identify with this. We have all been Elizabeth or Lizzie Bennett once. We've seen a guy who we thought was nice, and then he went crazy and said he didn't like us, and we are like, mm-mm. So we used our smarts because we are smart, and we're like, heck no, no. So we fire back. Although, I know it's a so, like totally stereotypical saying, but don't judge a book by its cover. It's totally true. She does get to know Darcy, and let's just get on to our summary so you can find this stuff out without my babbling. Elizabeth begins a friendship with Mr. Wickham, a militia officer who has a history with Darcy. William claims that Darcy seriously, sorry, Wickham, claims that Darcy seriously mistreated him. Elizabeth immediately seizes this information as another reason to hate Darcy. Hold up, hold up, pause right there, okay? She used it as a grudge. She's basically holding a grudge against him, and she's like, ooh, something I can use. Let's get him, okay? Don't be that girl. That's crazy. That's, ooh, okay. (laughs) But it's a good part. I mean, Lizzie is my favorite character, although I really love Jane. Ironically, but unbeknownst to her, Darcy finds himself gradually drawn to Elizabeth. That's weird, but it does happen. Just as Bingley appears to be on the point of proposing marriage to Jane, he moves away from Netherfield, leaving Jane confused and upset. Elizabeth is convinced that Bingley's sister has conspired with Darcy to separate Jane and Bingley. Mr. Collins, a distant relative of the Bennetts, makes an unexpected visit. He is recently ordained clergyman employed by the wealthy Lady Catherine de Bourgh. On his way to visit his patron, Collins makes a visit, intending to find a wife from among the Bennet sisters. He's gonna marry his cousin. That's so gross. I would never marry my cousin. At first, he pursues Jane. However, when Mrs. Bennet mentions she is involved with Mr. Bingley, he turns to Elizabeth. Okay, so he didn't even like them, and he's going after her anyway. He soon proposes marriage to Elizabeth, who refuses him much to her mother's distress, because she thinks Eliza will never get married. Oh, Collins quickly recovers and proposes to Elizabeth's close friend, Charlotte Lucas, who immediately accepts him. Their marriage takes place soon after, and they're very happy. In the spring, Elizabeth joins Charlotte and Mr. Collins at his parish in Kent. The parish is adjacent to Rosings Park, the grand manor of Mr. Darcy's Aunt Lady Catherine de Everything connects! And it goes crazy after this. Where Elizabeth is frequently invited. While calling on Lady Catherine, Mr. Darcy encounters Elizabeth. She discovers from Darcy's cousin that it was he who separated Bingley and Jane as she suspected. Soon after, Darcy admits his love of Elizabeth and proposes to her. Elizabeth refuses him. When he asks why she should refuse him, she confronts him with his sabotage of Bingley's relationship with Jane and his history with Wickham. So what he did was totally wrong and she has every right to be mad at him right now. But every time I read this part, I feel bad for him because he's just in love with her. But he's crazy. He shouldn't have done that. No wonder she's mad and she has every right to be mad. Darcy responds with a long letter justifying his actions. No, there's nothing to justify splitting up another couple unless one of them is being abused by the other. Thus, everything is set up to bring to conclusion the various love affairs happily or perhaps unhappily. Whatever the various resolutions, Darcy, Bingley, Jane, Elizabeth, as well as others, will need to overcome their pride and prejudices if they are to find love in the midst of these uncertain and complex relationships. Holy guacamole! Whoa! Whoa! I'm so glad I didn't spoil the ending, because the ending is actually really good. So, if you like classic books, go pick this up at the store. I don't care what store. Don't get an abridged version or anything. Get the classic, perfect version. It is so good. It's so fun to read. You'll love it, especially if you like romance and classics. For This is just the perfect combination of romance and classic. I love both, and it's perfect, and I love it. So... We've already kind of gone over our characters, but we'll go over them again. So, we've got William Darcy, who is Darcy, as you know. He goes by Darcy. Elizabeth Bennett, who goes by Lizzie. George Wickham. Mr. William Collins, the Bennett's cousin. Charles Bingley. Lady Catherine DeBurrow. Lydia Bennett. Jane Bennett. Caroline Bingley. Mrs. Bennett. Mr. Bennett. Mary Bennett. Charlotte Lucas. Georgiana Darcy. Kitty Bennett, Mrs. Gardner, Charlotte and Mr. Gardner. Those are the characters. There's not really anybody else mentioned. Like, that's all the characters. So, moving on to our... Ah, my music! Our next segment of the book is Interesting Things. So, this book actually really does follow the lines of historical texts very well. Um, it's actually, probably you could say it's historical fiction slash romance and a classic novel. It's written that well. And it would make sense that it follows historical lines for around the times that this, the time that this book is set in, because the time that this book is set in is the time that Jane Austen lived in, so she was kind of writing a story based in that time. And a lot of authors either write in the future or in the past. They don't write in the time we're in right now. So that's another thing that makes this book so great, is she wrote it in the time she was in then. Um, It doesn't ever list a year, but based on what the research I've done on Jane Austen, and based on reading this book a bazillion times, I'd say that they're set in the same time period, which is a really great idea. So that was something interesting. Um, Having the two with dominant traits of pride and prejudice... Get together seems like a kind of crazy idea, but it actually turns out really well. Uh, Darcy is super, super prejudiced, and that's why he's like, "Ew, I don't like these country folks." You can't see the quotes I'm doing with my fingers, but I am doing them. Um, so he's like, "Ew, no, I don't like. I'm not gonna dance with Elizabeth, even though she is really pretty." Come on. Keira Knightley is amazing. She is beautiful. Just like all you who are listening. Um. And this hurts Lizzie's pride when he says that he does not want to dance with the country folk or be with the country folk. So she's very prideful. Thus giving the book the name Pride and Prejudice. Interesting number fact. Interesting fact number two. Wow. Ouch. Okay. Um. Last interesting fact number three um i believe this is jane austen's longest and biggest book which um makes it to me seem strange that it's the most loved because people typically want to read a good short book um a lot of people don't have time to read a long book and it I mean, mine is in really small letters, like, if you're an elderly person, you probably need magnifying glass to read these letters, and the book is still 361 pages, so yeah, um, it's odd that her most popular book wouldn't be one of her shorter novels, and I believe that this is the longest one she has, it is the biggest I've, that I own, besides my book that holds the entire collection which is also in really small letters because it's about like it's it's huge it's very wide it's a big book i got it for christmas it was amazing my best friend well one of my best friends gave it to me i actually have two best friends one gave me a shakespeare collection and one gave me a jane austen collection my friends know me so well y'all need to get yourself some cool friends like mine um i'm sure you all have some but my friends are really cool and i love them (laughs) Okay, so recommendation and age, second to last segment of this episode, which makes me sad because I'm not going to have so much time to do um, podcasts anymore because I'm going back to school because the strike is over. Yay! So I get to go back to school and I'm not going to have very much time anymore, so I'm kind of sad for this podcast to end. I'm really enjoying the jazz too. Okay, so my recommendation is that if you do not like classic, or you don't like romance, or you don't like kind of historical text, I wouldn't read this book. If you like all of those, or even just one of those, I'd say if you're gonna read this book you need to like classic and romance at least, um, if you're gonna, then I would read this book if you like classic and romance at least. If you like all those things, that's a great book for you. If you don't like any of those things, or if you don't like romance, or if you don't like classic, don't read this book. If you're going to start reading Jane Austen specifically, like, just as the author, not, like, one of her books, like, you're actually going to start reading all of her collection, which is super enjoyable if you have time, start with this book because it's the best book, and you don't want to start with a book that you find not very interesting, and then be and then give up on Jane Austen and then realize that you've given up on some great books. So start with this book because it's the most popular, so get it out of the way anyway, and it's really good, and then move on to her other books. That way you're not giving up on her before you even discover her really good books because I'm sure she has one or two books just like all authors where it's like, oh, I'm not really sure how much I like this age range. Um, I think it's a great family book, I think it's a good way to teach your kids about pride and prejudice, um, heh <laughs> um, you know, teaching your kids don't have so much pride, you know, like, uh, if you're really good at baking, and this has happened to me, and you get in the car to take your cake to a potluck and it's beautiful for Easter, and then you drop it in the car, and it gets ruined, and all this beautiful purple and everything on it that you did with your brand new piping skills got smudged. Yes, that happened to me. Murdered my pride, but I'm just saying, like, if I didn't have pride, that wouldn't be so bad. Um, and about prejudice, I know in our world today, this is a super, um, controversial topic. Skin color tends to be something that we have a problem with, you see, or, um, race, religion, whatever, there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a ton, I can't even not even express how much of it there is in numbers, prejudice, there is so much prejudice right now, and this book could be a good way to realize, hey, when you're prejudiced, you miss out on a lot of good things, you know, and it took them an entire book, which I don't even know how long, how many days, how many weeks, years, months, it goes on, but it took them forever because one had pride and one was very prejudiced. And I think it's really important that everyone learns. Those are two things you don't want to be. Prideful or prejudiced. You don't want to be either one of those. Um, so Age Range, I think it's a great book to just sit down and read your family. Or like my mom used to do with me, we'd pick out a book together. Like in this case, it'd be Pride and Prejudice. And she'd read it to me at night before bed, a chapter a night, and we'd get through it eventually. Except for if it's short chapters, I'd recommend reading like four chapters a night. Because it can get really boring. (laughs) Um, I think this is a good book for people of every age. Book rating, and I'm not giving it this rating just because it's my favorite book. I'm giving this based on, um, looking at it from an English lover perspective and... Actually, looking at the writing, the characters, the how, you know, just everything that you have to look for in a book before you judge it. And I definitely give this a 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. First time I've given a 10 out of 10 on a book. Let's go. Woo! Okay, so that's all for this podcast. Don't forget to like and follow this podcast. And don't forget to go. And see, visit Bookshelves of Makeup. It's a great podcast. I love listening to it. Have a great night. So excited to go back to school. Hope you all have a wonderful day, night, morning, evening, whatever time it is where you are. Love you all. Bye.